Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the constant and never-ending pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities by merging ecosystems and having conversations with megapreneurs. Folks, I am beyond jacked up for today's session. We are blessed to have Chris, Wal Chris Walsh in the house today. Hey, Chris, how you doing today, brother? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing terrific. Doing terrific. Thank you for, uh, for coming in. Um, folks, we are pre-recording this evening, <clears throat> or this afternoon, I should say. So if you do have questions, there won't be a chat available. Please post your questions in the replay on YouTube. We are Infinity X YouTube, and the questions will be answered directly from a DM. Replay will be available YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and we are infinityx.com. Uh, so this afternoon, we're joined by Chris Walsh. And Chris, to say that um, Chris has um, the pulse on not only real estate here in the New Jersey marketplace, but nationally, uh, would be putting it lightly. Um, last, or excuse me, in 2020, uh, Chris was... Uh, ranked number one in all of Remax uh, for uh, real estate sales. He's done over 750 million with an M million dollars of real estate sales over 1200 homes um, and is also uh, hosting a bi-weekly session called the Leader's Edge, which we're going to get to real deep. But uh, Chris, it's uh, again, a pleasure to have you here this afternoon, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Got it. You got it. And so folks, I always say that uh, to, to know where you're going, you have to know where you come from. So Chris, where the journey, where the journey begin for you? Ah, the journey. Uh, you know, it's interesting, man. My journey. Um, I mean, as far as business goes, uh, you know, I, I always knew that business was what I wanted to do. Business was where my head was at. Um, I just never really knew what the proper fit was. I guess you could say I was a musician for years. Really? Actually. Uh, yes. I, um, I played the drums in a, in a band. Uh, we were extremely active. Uh, we did touring. We, uh, you know, we, we, we did the whole, the whole thing, man. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That was really, I thought, like where my head was at. I was, I was gonna maybe get into like music production, uh, something like that, and maybe you know build a business out of that. But um, it was weird. Like in the midst of all that, I went up meeting somebody that was a real estate agent, and just having conversation with this guy, I, I just was there. There was something about there was like this allure to all the things he was telling me, and. Yeah. I was just, I don't know, like a light bulb went off. I had this epiphany and, um, literally within two weeks of that conversation, I was licensed and I was trying to figure out the real estate business. And that was back in 2003. Um, I quickly just started networking. Uh, I almost was using like the same sort of promotional tactics I was using with my music right. and, and getting my music out there <laughs> that I started using to get my you know, my name out there for real estate. And, um, yeah, that quickly evolved, uh, into 2005, 2006. And then in 2007, I decided to go out on my own 
Um, I purchased a Remax territory mm. uh, in late 2007. I closed in January of 2008. And then in late 2008, as you guys may remember, oh, yeah. the sky opened, <laughs> the world ended. <laughs> I lost every single one of my agents. Almost wasn't a dollar in the ATM um, machine. You know? It was like the world was ending. I oh, said, yeah. oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was late 2008. So luckily, um, you know, we talk about adaptation and uh, evolution in business. And at that time, it, it really was a crisis. Um, especially if you were a real estate agent at the time or a mortgage broker, banks weren't lending. Yep. The market quickly tanked uh, from, let's say, September, October of 08 through 2009. The market declined probably 30, 40% across oh, yeah. the board. Yep. And you could not sell real estate. I mean, how could you? Everybody was upside down, especially the fact that, you know, a lot of these people were obtaining subprime mortgages. Subprimes, yeah. That's why they were in trouble. They yep. should, never should have gotten the money to begin Isn't with. Not unbelievable. It's crazy crazy. And, um, a lot of these people borrowed over a hundred percent of the value of their home at the time when they purchased. So they were upside down by 30, 40%. Now what happened was, and what got me through this time and got me through it in a, in a great way was back in 2005, I had met, um, this individual who specialized in short sales. Okay. And I didn't know what a short sale was. Most people didn't know what a short sale was. Right. And short sale he explained to me was selling a home for less than what's owed to the bank so i was like how is that possible you know how does somebody sell a house for less than what's owed and the bank just forgives the difference and he was like yeah the bank just forgives the difference <laughs> i'm like and that's legal and he says yeah so anyway that was in 2005 i never forgot that conversation you know so, and that's why I always tell everybody like relationships are so important. Like the businesses oh, yeah. that we're in, the business that you're in relationships are everything. So, um, I remembered this conversation with this guy. I remembered his name. So I reached out to him at this time because I knew a ton of people that could not sell their homes at the time. So I reached out to him and I said, Hey, like, are you still doing this short sell thing? He said, yeah. So basically I said, if I start bringing you candidates, that are, you know, short sale qualified They're They have a financial hardship, you know, could you get them out of these, you know, negative amortization loans where they're upside down and all this other stuff. So he said, yeah. So, um, I told you I lost all my agents, right? So I recruited a bunch of my buddies from the music scene that I knew. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> crazy <laughs> kids that I knew from yeah. like the punk rock scene. And, right. uh, I got them licensed. I taught them the business in a very crammed course type of way. And uh, we just started cranking out short sales. Um, that became our business. I started using this individual, his name was Vic. Used him for the next like three years. And um, when everybody else was trying to figure out how to sell a house, we were selling hundreds of homes. <laughs> and uh, we had, so we had like banner, banner years, um, 2009, 10 and 11. We got a lot of people out of very bad, a lot of great people out of bad very situations. bad situations. Yep. And we got a lot of able and willing buyers into some great investments. So fast forward to 2013, when things really acclimated and came back to normal, mm -hmm. who do you think these people called? I'm looking at them as an agent. Oh yeah. So yep. 2013, 14, 15, 
it was like the phones are ringing off the hook. We started really focusing on not only cranking out production, but we started focusing on building up the uh, the brokerage, uh, which we did. We built it up to well, I built it up to I say we because now I have a partner. Yeah. But at the time, I was I was a single broker owner uh, and salesperson. So I built it up to about 45 agents on my own. And, um, and then by 2016, I brought on a partner and, um, together present day, uh, we close, well, we have 98, 92 agents mm -hmm. uh, currently. Um, we did just leave Remax in 2021. Yep. That was a big deal for us. Yep. So now we run a mega icon team at EXP. Uh, there's 92 of us. Mm. And what we did was when we made the move from Remax to EXP, we joined forces with two other Remax broker owners, brought over about 385 agents total wow. okay. from Remax to EXP. Yep. And that total now, which makes up the Leaders Edge Network that we're going to talk about, um, that total now is about 525 inches. Unbelievable, folks. We are Infinity X with a stage and microphone for human excellence. And, you know, Chris, I want to dig deeper into <clears throat> the innovation that you shared with all of us in getting into the short sale market there, right? Because, you know, for, you know, for folks, if, if you, if you didn't, or if you are not familiar with how challenging of an economic time 2008 was particularly for people that were in the real estate business, whether they were lenders or rep or uh, real estate agents and the whole world in general, quite frankly, um, you must've been living under a rock because it was, you know, the, the world we were, we, we were, in, in the midst of financial collapse, right? I mean, some huge, huge institutions went out of business. Yep. Like, like that, that term too big to fail. It was like the Titanic, right? It was like too big to ever sink. Right. Right. Um, these companies, Bear Stearns, Lehman brothers. I mean, they just tanked, you know, they, they, it was like one day they were in business, the next day they were just gone. But I think it's so important that, yeah, I think it's so important that you shared about innovation, right? And about referencing a past, yeah, a past dialogue, ad, sure. adaptation, right? Yeah. And leveraging relationships Absolutely. as well. You know, one of the areas, you know, as being a financial services company, um, <clears throat> one of the areas that we are really, really, really proud of is how we've been able to in, uh, innovate and leverage relationships and partnerships to to drive opportunities uh, to us. And it's a little bit, it's not conventional. There's nobody in the industry that's doing what we're doing, but it sounds like there was nobody that was doing what you were doing at that time. Nobody. And and so people, I mean, people started to do it, yeah. but it was like we had first mover advantage, which in business, that's everything. Absolutely. You know? uh, well, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's like MySpace existed before Facebook. Right. right? You know, MySpace, right. Facebook just did it better, right? Right. right. Um, they sort of like took the uh, like, okay, MySpace did this, social media, blah blah blah, and but they just made it bigger and better, and they made it more user friendly and, and what have you. Um, so people started to do short sales, but by the time when I say people, agents started to do short sales, but by the time like the masses caught on to it, yeah, it was already watered down. The banks had already put these like automated systems in place and it just we had actual relationships with people at the banks with our loss mitigation departments yep so when we were yep. doing them early on it's like we had points of contact we were able to streamline the process we were able to get you know these deals done and and done in a way that was very uh sort of um it was just very beneficial to the, the client and the client was the homeowner that was underwater 
Right. You know, so um, by the time the banks really, you know, took stronghold of the short sale uh, world, I guess you could say. Yep. It just we we had gotten out at that point. It's right. like when the other agents were getting in, we were getting. You're in. already evacuating. Yeah. 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 It was just too late. You know. What was what was marketing like when you were first kind of like launching your brand and during that decade of the 2000s for you? Uh, because marketing is obviously so much different today sure. than it than it was years ago. What were areas that you focused on that helped you to accelerate? <clears throat> well, you know, it's funny, like. The branding that I've done, like to, to present day, the branding that I've done today is so much different than when I first started out. The branding that I did when I first started out was it was all experimental, you know. Um, so the first, I'd say, the first ten years that I was in the business, um, I didn't really have like a brand. It was just my name, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I didn't have like, you know, the Pepsi, you know, or like whatever, like it's a brand, you know, it was just Chris Walsh. It was right. just my name. And I was just trying to make a name for myself. And, and, you know, it's sort of like it, the name started to carry, you know, I was trying to market in places where I started marketing in a place where I grew up. So I had some organic yep. ties, I guess you could say there. Yep. And I got, I just got creative, you know, I started marketing to, um, students that I went to high school with, like yeah. classmates of mine, things like that, that I knew still lived local, um, parents of theirs, you know, things like that. So, sure. yeah. I mean, I, I really took it down to the basics. I made a list of a hundred people oh, that okay. I knew, yep. uh -huh. you know, I called it my like power hundred list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I made a list of a hundred people that I knew their names, their addresses, their phone numbers, their emails, you know, all that. And I just started hitting those people 28 times a year. I, I learned early on that I forget where I read it, but you know, the key to staying in front of somebody is you have to hit them 28 times a year. So I started hitting these people 28 times a year. And I'll tell you what, I still do that today. I have the same list. Yeah. It's now grown to about 800 people. Right. <laughs> um, and it's way more refined. I'm not just like throwing, you know, uh, stuff at the wall. It's like now I have a list of 800 people and those 800 people on a referral basis probably account for 50% of my annual business. So you know, it, it works. Unbelievable. You know, it works. And, you know, people tell a lot of the marketing that I do, I mean, I, I ignited a, and I ignited and launched a brand, like a real brand in 2013. Yeah. Going into 2014. And that is really what took my business to the next level. So I hired a business coach, which I had never done. I hired a business coach in 2013. And if I could give anybody a piece of advice, it would be aligned with someone that's done it. Mm -hmm. Whenever I want to do something mm -hmm. in my business or in my life, I seek out someone who's done exactly what I want to do. Yep. And then I go and I try to figure out how they did it. Yeah. Entrepreneurs out there, take note. Listen to what Chris is sharing right now, right? Because many people are too afraid to invest back into their business and hire people like a business coach or to innovate. Innovation sometimes costs money. That's what scares people away Listen, from that. At the time when I hired this business coach, okay, it was, I just found out that my wife at the time was pregnant with our first child. <laughs> yeah. So in 2013, I hired a business coach. The reason that I hired a business coach was mostly because I had just found out that my wife was pregnant with our first daughter. Okay. And you know, the panic kind of set in because I always felt like I was running on fumes. Yeah. You know, how am yeah. I going to crank out what I need to crank out in a given day 
while also being a good father right. and a good husband and, and all that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And at that time, this guy actually reached out to me and it was just like, it was fate, you know, it was, it was just perfect timing. Yeah. Um, then he gave me, and at the time I was doing really well, I was doing probably 25 million in sales, uh, by myself annually, which probably equates to, I don't know, $600,000 in uh, gross commission. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, that's, yeah. And I was, I was, most people would sign up for that now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was 32 at the time. So I, you know, I thought I was on top of the world. Sure. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, what do I need anybody's help? Then I found out about my, my daughter um, that we're expecting uh, uh, my daughter. And um, this guy had just reached out to me, this business coach. And, you know, I did some research. He was definitely qualified. Um, and it's funny, you just talked about reinvesting into your business. Yeah. Um, when he told me his price, you know, he told me he wanted thirty thousand dollars to yep. coach me. Yep. And I was like, whoa, yep. like thirty thousand dollars. Yep. Five thousand dollars a month for six months. That was his program. Right. And um, you know, I I really didn't buy into it. I was like, thirty thousand, why would I give you thirty thousand dollars? Because was there just a lack of perceived value? There was. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was it was just it just seemed like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, I had never spent that much. You'd money never done it before, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I said, you know, but you know, he basically said like, look, you know, he, he took a dive into my business just a little bit and basically told me like everything I was doing wrong. You know, he was able to tell me like, Hey, you're not managing your time properly. You're not working a calendar properly. You're not delegating properly. If you were to master all of these things, you would accomplish the goal that you're, that you're, you know, the obstacle that you feel you're faced with right now, right. which that you're sort of concerned about that you're quote unquote panicking about. Um, and, uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. Okay. I was always a big spender as far as like reinvesting into my business. This was just a little different. I never hired a coach before. Right. So, um, I hired this guy for six months and when I tell you it changed my life, I mean, it changed my life. It, it was unbelievable night and day difference. I managed my time. I started delegating. Delegating is a very painful thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a very painful craft. People are afraid to. Pe okay. People refuse to grow, or people don't grow as a result of lack of delegation. The reason that absolutely we, the reason that we are uh, where we're at yep. is because we are a type. We're we're control freaks. Mm -hmm. We're very detail oriented, um, and to give up that control we perceive to ourselves as sort of um, being disorganized or weakness almost, you know, like if you're not in control, you're weak. Right. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, the best thing I ever did for my business was master the art of delegation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mastering the art of delegation gave me yeah. the freedom to expand my business. And I believe in the 90, 10 rule. It's actually something I learned from uh, this coach. I work with the 90, 10 rule. I wanted to get my business to the point where I could spend 90% of my business servicing my existing customers and clients mm -hmm. because I only have to spend 10% of my business prospecting new business. Mm. All right. Wow. Okay. Whereas before I was spending 90% of my time prospecting for new business and only 10% of my time servicing my existing clients. So, so and Chris, the best business yeah. that you can get is from your existing your, your base, base, your book right? of business. Absolutely. So if, Absolutely. if your service is five star across the board, and you're giving your customers the solutions and, and, and the service that, that you want to give them and that they expect, they're going to give you endless referrals. So Chris, give the good folks out there an example of some things that you immediately delegated that you, that started, it was like overnight, it was starting to show you ROI. 
man, uh, some of the things that I delegated. Um, I mean, what I would do was I would classify my time. Okay, so mm. I would break it down into A time, B time, C time. A time were my money-making activities. B time were my administrative duties and my administrative responsibilities. And C time was my personal time, my time to spend either by myself, yep. go to the gym, do whatever I want to do, um, you know, hang out with my daughter, right. uh, hang out with my wife, go on a family trip, like whatever, you know. Uh, that was my time. It just so happens my name starts with C, so C time for Chris time, you know. <laughs> but um, so A time, B time, C time. So what I did was I started delegating all of the things that sort of channel through the B time, the administrative duty. So responding and monitoring, uh, monitoring and responding to emails things like that that can be outsourced you know yeah absolutely yeah. that can be outsourced yeah. they can respond on your behalf <clears throat> people think the emails are coming from you but they're not they're coming from your right hand person whatever um the other thing is investing in a very good quality assistant mm. people think that they are going to be able to hire an assistant for $25,000 a year. Let me tell you something. That's not the case. If you hire an assistant for $25,000 a year, you're going to get a $25,000 a year assistant. Okay. And you're going to get like a level, I don't know, C minus assistant. If you want a really good assistant, that's going to uh, sort of um, uh, speak like you and deliver your message and see your vision and execute and integrate your vision, yeah. you got to pay for a quality assist. So did you hire slow and fire fast? Or, no, did, or are you still working with the same one? Uh, I'm still, honestly, <laughs> I am still my right-hand person. I inherited with the company that I purchased. The territory that I purchased yeah. was an existing territory. There was a woman there, and I was like, oh, my God, first order of business, I got to get rid of this lady. <laughs> this woman has proven to be my greatest asset. Rockstar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's still with me today. Um, she knows everything about me, everything about my life, personal and business. Mm -hmm. I trust her wholeheartedly with everything. Yep. And, um, you know, with her support, um, I mean, she's just been great. And, uh you know, we work as a very, very, uh, a very powerful team. She knows how I like things done. She responds on my behalf. Yep. And, um, you know, she, she just knows what to do, you know, and um, I quickly saw the talent and the potential. Yeah. You know, and when yeah. you see talent and when you see potential, mm -hmm. you got to run with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Chris, how long was it? Because I think one of the things that scares people away on whether it's hiring a coach and or making an investment in their, into their uh, into their their craft is they want that dopamine hit. Right. They want the immediate gratification, the immediate ROI. How, how long was it uh, until you really started seeing tangible evidence that having the business coach and really scaling the way that you are or investing it in, in that the well, way me, that you were let me even back up further so when i started in, when i started in the business it was 2003 going into 2004 yep. okay very similar market to the one we're in today yeah okay yeah. low inventory yep high demand the reason there was high demand back then mm -hmm. was because people could get there was all the deregulation with mortgages absolutely Anybody everybody could get, could get a mortgage and, right? and rates weren't even that high rates weren't that high yep, they right. were higher than they are today but right. they weren't that high they were yep. around six percent maybe something like that yep. um first house i ever bought was close to eight percent it was seven and five eighths Wow, uh, was my rate. Yeah. And that was like a good rate. Most of the people that are watching this program have never heard of a mortgage being at that rate. Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, just today I was watching on uh, on the news. They were saying mortgage rates today are at a 12 year high. high. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't think that's going to have any impact on the market, but that's another conversation. I um, look forward to diving into that you know, a little bit too. But, but um, so, go, you know, the, when I started in the business in 2003, going into 04, it was the same market that we're in today, basically, you yeah. know, the same rules applied. Um, and I didn't have any relationships back then. So I say on the the uh, Zoomcast that we do, uh, they're actually weekly um, that we do. Oh, okay. um, I say all the time that right now we are in a relationship-driven business. Mm. Okay, or I was, I'm sorry, a relationship-driven market. Okay, the the climate of the market is like, you know, I know a lot of agents that are out there and a lot of business people. It's just, it's just like in any industry, you know. Yeah. But I know that any any business that you're in it's all about relationships and you should preserve those relationships and you should treat people with respect and consideration and professional courtesy and i mean the past two years i've been cashing in on every relationship i've established <laughs> in in the business over the last 18 years yeah and you know i've warned so many agents over the years like yo you gotta be like you, you gotta be cool you mm. can't be screaming in at people you can't be you know acting like like a maniac comes around goes around it's gonna come absolutely around. a thousand percent and today yeah i see it those agents yeah. are sweating man they're hurting yep you know and they're hurting because they don't have those relationships to to lean on yep you know and um when you're going in on a multi-offer situation and there's 15 other bids you know if you have a really good relationship with that listing agent and they know what you're capable of and they have faith in you yeah. that you're going to get the deal done there's a very high chance they're going to go with your offer you know so you know, I've been pulling favors and I've been also people have been cashing in on relationships with me. Yeah. It works both ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I could tell you that the market was crazy back then. It was very, very difficult for me to get into the business. I was 23, 24 at the time. I looked like I was 16. Okay. <laughs> so it was tough, man. Back then was different. You know, I, I had so many roadblocks to, to, um, overcome and so many obstacles in front of me because I looked like I was 16, okay? The average age of the realtor back then was 55, okay? Today, the average age of the realtor is probably 28. It's a much, much different industry we're in today. Uh, there were no TV shows. Real estate wasn't cool. My friends made fun of me for wanting to get into real estate. The guys that were in that band that I was in were like mocking me left and right that I was leaving music yeah. to go work with soccer moms and old people, you know? And right. I was like, no. I see potential. No, you, you had vision for it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and all I needed to do was sell one house. I sold 98 Elizabeth Street in Keyport, New Jersey. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus. That <laughs> changed my life. I'm like getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> that is like the nostalgic, uh, you know, like, wow. Um, but yeah, I sold that one house and I got paid a check for $2,800. That was my cut. Yep. It was the most money I had ever received yep. in one shot. Yep. And I was like, whoa, like, okay. This so is real. I sold right? one yeah. house. Right. And immediately it's like the business instinct kicked in. I mean, I've, I've always had this entrepreneurial mind since yeah. I'm a little kid. You know, I was always running the candy stand, running the lemonade stand, hiring kids in the neighborhood to come work at my little lemonade stand company. Like, yep. you know, my mother talks about it all the time. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, the business instinct took over and I just, I saw an opportunity that was scalable, you know, and I'm still trying to master it and still trying to scale it bigger and bigger today. Folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone, human excellence, Chris Walsh, joined by Chris Walsh. And so Chris, so 
fast forward the clock, right? Yeah. You survived 2008. Then you, then you take off on this trajectory, which is just absolutely massive. I mean, each and every single year, leveling up base camp, yeah. increasing the size of the staff. Sounds like you outgrew Remax, yes. right? And then you just, you make the strategic decision to move your business yep. and ultimately form this mega team yeah. uh, at EXP. Share with us a little bit around that thought process and then uh, scale up to where you're at, where uh, you exist sure, today. Sure. So pandemic changed everything. I mean, I, when, when we decided to leave Remax, a lot of people said, like, why would you leave? I mean, you guys, I mean, you're the number one guy. You, you have one of the top agencies on the East Coast yep. at Remax. Why would you leave? And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is like, you don't leave when it's bad necessarily. You leave when you see the writing yes. on the wall that a change is needed, yep. okay? Yep. So I saw a need for change on the very, very near horizon, okay? Mm. And not everybody saw my vision. Uh, we did have a 100% conversion rate of all of our agents. They all came along. Mm. Um, we were very, very passionate about the vision that we had. And, um, you know, people really believed in it. And I believe that we made the right decision to leave it did not come with consequence. Uh, we broke uh, a contract that we still had three and a half years left on. Yep. Uh, we had to deal with uh, two pretty large lawsuits with Remax Corporate out of Denver. Um, that was not fun, but uh, we got through that. So 2001, uh, 2021, we made this move. Uh, we got sued twice. We landed at EXP. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic. Um, we did prior to that negotiate and work out and come to an agreement with another mega uh, brand in the United States. And they actually made us an acquisition offer. Really? Whereas the move to EXP, we dissolved the Remax and we just went to EXP. And you just moved on. And I'll tell you, the yeah. reason that we did that was because <clears throat> during, I mean, the pandemic changed everything. Yep. Look around you. Yep. Yeah, I'll the talk about that in a few. changed everything. Absolutely, okay? brother. And you know, the reality of the situation is I saw the, the changes that were happening and the evolution that was taking place. And I just saw that Remax, as great of a company as they were for the 15 years that we were there, I mean, we had a, a, a tremendous amount of success there, but I just did not think that they were the right fit for the future of where we were going with our business. Mm. You know, I felt that EXP, you know, they were a newer company. Yeah. They're more of a tech based company. Yep. Um, yep. They don't have all of the brick and mortar overhead. Right. That these other traditional companies have. So yeah. I saw them reinvesting all of that money and that revenue that they were taking in, not into office locations, but rather into their technology, giving their agents, you know, uh, better, um, uh, better growth potential for the future, yep. I guess you could say, yep. um, better comp plans, equity share plans, um, the ability to grow downline and build teams. I mean, there's some guys out there that have downlines of thousands Massive, and thousands right? of agents. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw all of this as, as a tremendous opportunity for our agents to, you know, have multi streams of income. And I firmly believe I mean, this is me now maybe speaking a little propaganda, but like, I firmly believe that five years from now, every realtor will be an EXP agent mm. and it'll just be, a, 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 mm. a it'll be a, just a matter of who are you aligned with? 
at eXp. Yeah, like yeah, the, brand within a like brand. Almost. When you say yeah, real yeah. estate, yeah. it's just going to be known that you're with eXp, right? Because where the future is going, it's like the Netflix blockbuster takeover right now mm -hmm. in real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, it's like people didn't believe it. Ah, oh, we're always going to play these tapes. We're yeah. always going to play these DVDs. Sure, whatever, sure. Whatever it was yep. at the time. Yep. Nobody believed it. Like Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix for what, $40 million or something yep. like that? Yep. What's Netflix worth today? I don't know, $400 billion or something, <laughs> right? I don't know, maybe $700 billion? I have no idea. But, um, but the reality is that the real estate industry is changing rapidly, rapidly, very fast. The newer agents that are coming into the business are 18 to 25 years old. They're all, you know, tech savvy. Yeah. They understand uh, how to, you know, do their research very easily from their iPhone. They go watch YouTube videos. They go watch, you know, who's who's doing what. If they're taking the the advice that I was speaking at the beginning of this, like you, if you want to do something and you want to be good at doing something, go find someone who's doing it. Okay, find someone who's doing exactly what you want to be doing mm -hmm. and learn what they're doing. Maybe reach out to them, talk to them, ask them what they're doing, and follow their you know, follow their lead or, or sure. follow their model. Sure. Least, yeah. Know? Yeah. We are Infinity X stage and microphone with human excellence. As I mentioned, we have been uh, blessed to have Chris Walsh here on, on, on the stage. Yes, and and you're, Chris, you're, you're blowing minds here, brother. And, um, you know, you talked a lot about the change in, in business during the pandemic. Yes. Right. And you also mentioned YouTube, right. Yes. And how people can go and, you know, and, uh, you know, essentially, match and model years ago you had to go to a like a tony robbins seminar in Absolutely. order to be able to yeah. you know get proximity and yeah. or education on business mastery uh -huh. now you can just jump on youtube totally. right um, now i would argue it's not the same experience by any stretch uh, of the imagination no, but there is some really powerful content on youtube but let's talk about that for a moment so in 2019 yep. uh my partner rob gill yep. formed a business partnership with chris chrome yeah and uh that all stemmed from a youtube video in which we saw Chris speaking about how he leverages life insurance to buy real estate. Sure. And that prompted Rob to engage Chris in a conversation I'd about, to talk to him about that. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, brother, we will, we'll go deep on that. You, you got my word on that one. Um, but what Chris does probably as well as anybody I've ever seen is monetizes his influence, right? And and not only focuses in on real estate, but on other business verticals, sure. including you know, including a partnership with a company like ours. Mm -hmm. Where as a result of that proximity and that relationship, we've scaled up to where we get you know a couple thousand opportunities to have conversations each and every single month, wow. and continues to expand and grow. It's really really exciting. Here's what I would say though. That happened during COVID, yeah. right? That happened and that that elevated yeah. during a pandemic when financial advisors and real estate agents, they couldn't be face-to-face -face with yeah. people, yeah. right? And so you had to, so we had to innovate yeah. in a time when people That's couldn't like, innovate. Half the agents, I think, were at home drinking wine all day watching Netflix. Yeah. Know? I mean, in yeah. their pajamas because they were like, oh, you know, no, nobody wants, nobody wants to buy real estate. Nobody wants to, uh, you know, nobody wants to meet in person. And I got to tell you, that's crazy. I was doing listing appointments via Zoom with yeah. people. Yeah. You know? I was selling real estate during the pandemic. I mean, 2020, I had a banner year, uh, as you mentioned, when we opened, I mean, I'm, not, I'm one, not bragging, right? but like, I was the number one individual agent in the state of New Jersey for Remax. And uh, there was some serious competition that year. And um, 
you know, that was, again, it was like, things were great, but that's when I also saw the world was changing. Yeah. You know, I mean, the whole reason that we went to EXP, which is a more of a virtual based company and we kept our brick and mortar locations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't abandon ship, so to speak, to like cut overhead all of a sudden we did this because we wanted the infrastructure of what EXP offered that Remax did not offer. We wanted to break down the, the walls that we were confined by, and we wanted to be able to reach agents that were outside of our marketplace, whereas right. we couldn't do that with Remax. Right. And right. I saw with, you know, the, why do you think everybody started investing in Zoom stock? You sure. Know I mean? Because sure. you saw that everybody was using Zoom and everybody's using these, these on, uh, you know, online virtual based platforms to communicate. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, obviously that's where the future is going. And once you started hearing about corporations in New York City that were closing up their headquarters yep. and like that people were never going to be returning to work. Right. That was like a dead giveaway that the world was changed forever. But not for, not know? negatively. Not no, negatively, no, no, like, not it, 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 like I mean, it, it totally expanded your stage and microphone, absolutely. right? Because I mean, now it wasn't negative at all. What it did was it gave, I mean, if you were paying attention, <laughs> it gave you the, the, uh, uh, it was evidence that, you know, the world was shifting yeah. to a more, listen, Pandemic did what a lot of these corporations probably wanted to do for the last decade, but, <laughs> but implementing change is one of the hardest things to do as a business owner. Isn't that okay? The truth? Whether you're yeah. a small business or you're a corporation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the pandemic really what COVID did was it just forced all of these mega companies like, Hey, you know, it's not us making these changes. Uh, you know, COVID, right? right? Right. So they just like shifted gears <laughs> and they did exactly what they wanted to do. They fulfilled their, their, their vision and their dreams, so to speak. And they got everybody to work from home. They got to get rid of all of their, uh, you know, corporate space. Yep. They're probably saving hundreds of millions of dollars Absolutely. a year. Okay. Um, and people, a lot of people aren't going back to work or if they are, you know, it's on a limited basis. Um, and just, you know, things evolve and yep. it takes, it takes sometimes crisis crises for evolution to take place. Right? We are infinity X stage and microphone. You have been getting dimes, golden nuggets from Chris Walsh, the, um, you know, listen, the leader's edge. You've got 56,000 followers on Instagram. So Instagram, Instagram is at the real estate leader. Uh, and then we also have uh, our network goes by the Leader's Edge. We do Leader's Edge Zoomcast once a week. We do them every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Uh, you can check us out. Join Leader's Edge on Instagram. It's at Join Leader's Edge. At Join Leader's Edge. And um, we do Zoomcast every week. Anybody's welcome to come on. Whether you're an agent, whether you're an aspiring agent, whether you're a top agent, you're always going to get a takeaway from these Zooms. I guarantee it. I promise you. Um, we drop a lot of great content. We, we give actionable items that you can take away and uh, apply to your own business. Um, and we do this every week. Uh, it's sort of a, a value uh, add or, um, you know, we're trying to give value back yep. to the industry as a yep. whole. Whether you're in our network at EXP or you're at Polo Banker or Sotheby's or, or whatever, everybody's welcome to, to hop on. Um, all you have to do is go to... Um, Oh uh, God! What is it? it's just uh, what is our fucking thing? Just, oh, all you have to do is go on to leadersedgezoom.com and you'll go right into the Zoom. So uh, there's no passcode, there's no nothing like that, and um, 
Yeah, so every week we, we do these Zooms. We drop a lot of great knowledge, a lot of great content. It's all industry relevant, and it's you know a lot of business in general content that we, uh, that we offer. But a tremendous amount of value. We're really proud of it. We put a lot of time, effort um, into this, and uh, we, you know, we, we pre-program everything. We, uh, we have a, a group discussion and group huddle beforehand, so it's very organized and very uh, formatted, and it's very value Packed. Folks, we are Infinity X Replay. Um, we are InfinityX.com. We are InfinityX YouTube, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're out there. We've been joined today for part one. And I want to stress this, part one of Chris Walsh. You have not seen the end of this beast. He's going to be back on the Infinity X stage. And in part two, we're going to be centered and focused in because Chris is not only crushing it in the exp space folks but he's a megapreneur he's an investor in business he's innovating he's moving into verticals that you wouldn't see coming folks um so uh stay tuned because chris is going to join us again but the other piece and i know it's the piece that everybody's out there dying to hear and he spoke on it a little bit before what's going on with this real estate market right interest rates are going higher inflation's at a you know 40 plus year high in the united states yeah, people are afraid you know we're going to go deep into your market demographics what's um you know listen nobody has a crystal ball nobody. here right but it's you just know. and it's interesting hearing everybody's theories about where the market is going you know is there going to be a pullback is there going to be a crash right. is this a bubble I, I saw the same uh news um segment today about rates being at a 12 year high, yeah, yeah. they were referring to this market as a bubble, <laughs> you know, and I don't know, is it a bubble or is it not? Yeah. I don't know. Folks, stay tuned. Chris is going to go deep into that. Yeah, I would love to. And Chris, it's been a real oh absolutely i've really really enjoyed the time folks uh again this is pre-recorded if you do have a question for chris if you're in his marketplace if you want to get involved with exp if you want to just pick his brain yes. about what he's doing and how you build out a real estate brand yep. drop that question in the youtube chat followed up this video will be posted uh relatively quickly yeah, and I'm always, uh, I'm always receptive to uh to DMs on Instagram at the real estate leader. And, uh, you know, definitely feel free to hit me up and, um, you know, I'll definitely respond and get back to you. Thank you, uh, Chris, uh, for joining us this afternoon yep. for really, really bringing the value, bringing the heat folks. We are bringing new and exciting conversations each and every single week here on Tuesdays, go to, we for replay. We are infinity X YouTube. And until next week, uh, when we're joined by another exciting speaker, this is David Harder. We are infinity X saying, have a good afternoon. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.